Okay. We are up to Davkuf Yud Amel Aleph. We'll start from the very top, even though there's a few words in the previous page. Just to briefly uh, remind you what's going on here, Rabbi Gamliel said that the girl was a, a Ketana, then, uh, <clears throat> then basically that um, she has to wait until uh, if she didn't do the Miyun, because uh, her sister-in-law is an adult, but if she, and she's married to the brother. If she did not do the mean, she didn't walk out of the marriage, then we wait until she grows up. And then um, the other Yavama can walk out because she is the sister of, <coughs> of a married woman. So we had a question. What happens when she grows up? Is it automatic at the age of 12, she becomes now married Mahatoida? Or is it only if you had beer, again, if you had relations after she was an adult? So Rav came along and said, e ball in only if there was Bila, only if there was relations. It doesn't happen automatic. Interesting what Rashi says, automatic means that it's retrospective. We say that the condition that she did as a minor now kicks in and becomes Mahatera, which is a big Kiddush. But anyway, so Rav said that, uh, that after she becomes an adult, they have to have relations again. And that relations is for the purpose of marriage Mahatera. The Gemara said it seems to be an argument between Rav and Shmuel. Rav says, and the case there is talking about here, that a, a, a young girl, a minor, that did not do mean, she grew up, and uh, she married somebody else. Rav says you don't need a get. So we asked the question, it seems from there. Rav says you don't need a get from the second person because she's already married to the first person because she's an adult. Sounds like it's automatic. Not the way we just said before, Rav said that you have to have another relation to make it um, a marriage, a proper marriage. Shmuel says, you do need a get from the second person because she's not automatically married, the way you understood. She's not automatically married to the first person and therefore she's not married to the second one. At least you need a get from the second one. So the top of the page, my love, we're assuming now that this case that I just mentioned to you is talking about the loy ball, it's automatic, there was no relations, and yet Raf says that she's considered married to the first man and she does not require a get from the second one. Loy says, no, no, the ball, I'm talking about a case here where they actually had beer after she came about Smitsa, and therefore she's married to the first. So the obvious question is, so how do we understand Shmuel? If she's married to the first that had beer, if she's married to the first, why, if another guy comes along and gives her, you know, something for, for marriage, she's considered she needs to get to the second person. What for? She's already a married woman. She's already accounted for. So I think about it. ball, my time with the Shmuel, if talking about that they had relations and she's not considered married because they consummated the marriage to the first person. So what Shmuel say that she still requires a get from the second one? She was a married woman. So the Gemara, Kasavari holds, called Haboyo. Now, this is a very interesting concept, and that is that Shmuel's of the opinion that, uh, that when does B, B only works if you had a mind that this should be to consummate a marriage. So according to Rab, when they become 12 years old and they have marriage relations, the very first relation after they became 12 years old, after they became 12 years old, is they had a mind, this is going to be for the sake of marriage. Shmuel says no. Shmuel says they continue on the same course thinking that they're already married, so they had no special intention with this beer to make it into a marriage, and therefore, she's still really only a minor, like a minor, even though she's 12, over 12 years old, because they didn't have any special kavana. This principle, if kol haboyol, al-das is used in many things, we'll learn a little bit, learn in Gitan as well, but it's used, let's say, for example, in halacha. 
if somebody gets married civilly and they live together, husband's wife, in halacha, they consider married. Because one of the, you know, how did they get married from the terrorist perspective? There's no condition, no witness, nothing. The only way is through beer. But the question is, when they had beer, when they have relations, did they have a mind that this relationship should be for the sake of marriage? So you can argue, yes. Or you can argue, no, they thought they'd already married already, legally married. They didn't think that, that they're going to have, somehow this is going to consummate their marriage. Same idea. Anyway, Shmuel holds that they're continuing, and they're, 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 they had no special attention, thinking that they're already married, so therefore they're not considered married. So think, well, if, that's the, if that's the principle they're arguing, why bother arguing again in this case, in the case where the kind of then took condition for somebody else? Well, the very principles already argued before. Even when we learned, Kichal, tonight, let's say <clears throat> a man and a woman got engaged on the condition that she, for example, has no major flaws that can unravel the marriage or she has no vows that she made that can actually affect their relationship. And then the concert, they got married, Stamp, they got married. Rav said, and turned out to be, and later on they found out that yes, she had a she had a vow that she will never cook, which affects directly their marriage or something like that. Rav says, Tzichei Meneget. Rav says, it doesn't matter. You're married now, you need a divorce. Why are you married? Because when you had beer, you, you said, Amoichel, that tonight we're now fully married regardless. So therefore, we see that you had you had in mind kedushin, you had in mind marriage for the first time you had tashmish. And Shmuel says, "Ain't that you don't need it. Why? Because <clears throat> the marriage unravels and unravels because all the time that you people had that, that this couple had tashmish, they were continuing their first thing. He was still relying on the first uh, kedushin that they made in the beginning." Once they got married, he's Michael the tonight is no more tonight. It's a full blown marriage. So now if you want a divorce, you need a proper divorce. Shmuel says, you don't need to get, you know why? Because anybody who does bila is doing it on the basis of the first, uh, continuing the first thing, still continuing with the tanai, that, um, that uh, what do you call it? That there's no mumit there, there's no nether, assuming that there isn't any. And therefore he didn't have any new special kavana when he had tashmish. So why do you have to argue the same principle twice? We don't argue for nothing, unless there's a different, there's a nuance in each one that the other one doesn't have. So yes, we need both. And the Gemara explains, but Rashi's gears to the Gemara is different than our Gemara, so I'll just do Rashi's gears, slightly different. The eat more by he, if we only knew that case, actually, by he, Rav, Rav says, you know why? Mishum, what do you call The Loimina. In other words, Rav, not that the eat could have a Rami, Rav says, in the case, <clears throat> we would have thought if we only had the argument about a katana and, you know, became 12 years old, over there, Rav says that um, you, that, uh, you had definitely had in mind um, uh, marriage when you, had, um, when you had relations after 12 years old. You know why? Because everyone knows that a nine-year-old is not married to you, Mahatera. You knew that she wasn't married to you, Mahatera. So therefore, when you became 12 years old, you became an adult, you definitely had in mind that this should be the marriage, you consummated it. And that's why if another person comes along and gives Kiddushin, uh, don't worry about it. But in the case of a Tanai, you're going to, uh, maybe Rav agrees to Shmuel, you assume that there's nothing wrong with this marriage. You got married properly and you made it, she made a Tanai, or you made a Tanai, and she said, yeah, no problem. So you assume but there's no problem. So therefore, you didn't have a special kavana when you had your first relation that I'm Michael any tonight that she made. You assume that there's no problem. There's no movement there. There's no nether. So maybe Rav agrees to Shmuel. Is always a hikam rav, bishum, what do you call it? How you tan? We keep in the ball and once and once and therefore ball the same condition. I'm doing it the way Rashi learned. That way Al Gamora says. 
uh, but in the case of the Tanai, maybe he's made it to Shmuel, that definitely he assumes that the condition was valid and there's no there's no Nadarim there, there's no Mumin there, and therefore he doesn't have a special Kavanah when they have relations. The Yidma, he only argues in the case of the, of the Tanai. In the case of Kitana, in the case of Kitana, even Shmuel maybe is made to Rav saying, look, Everyone knows that nine-year-olds are married from the Torah. Therefore, probably when she became 12 years old, the man had in mind that this should be proper condition. Maybe Shmuel agrees. That's why we need both. Okay. <clears throat> so me, Amar Abdi, did actually say, that all depends whether they consummate the marriage after they become an adult, after she becomes an adult or not. Well, he moved it as a story that in Bernadish, the city of Nodash, a girl was engaged when she was and married when she was a minor, with Godlo, we're talking about all these things that the Rabbanon is through the sisters, through the siblings of the mother. And the Oisra Bekursaya, they put her on the special chariot that they have for Kalos when they bring them to the house. This is part of the, of the wedding ceremony. And, and usually the chuppah takes place before they have marital relations. So what happened was she became an adult and it sounds like they had no relations since then because now they're being led like sort of in a marriage, like a marriage canopy or a special kind of a chariot for a marriage. While she was driving, being taken to the to the place for the marriage or, you know, to, I guess, to consummate the marriage and all that, somebody else came along, convinced her to marry him. And there was two students of Rav. Rav will assume automatically that they're going to follow the ways of their teacher Rav. They said, even though the other person proposed and gave a condition, don't worry about it, ignore it. Why? Because you're fully married to the first person. What do you mean fully married? But they didn't have your Tashmish since you became an adult. And Rav said before, e ball, e loy ball, loy. it has to be Tashmish. Two answers will have. A papa answers, in Norash, they're the customer just opposite. First they had relations and then they had the party. So therefore they already consummated and that's why they, they ruled that they had they consummated the marriage and they're 100% married to the first person. So the second person we discount. Ravashi says no. No, they do like everybody else. First you have the chup and everything else and then you have the, you consummate it. But Ravashi says that second person they did the wrong thing. It's quite a, it's quite an abhorrent act, abhorrent act what he did. A girl is being led to the to the to the chup and everything else comes with another guy and on the way while she's going and tries to snatch her away and and, and seduce her whatever whatever he did there. who was the guy did the wrong thing. We decide to do the wrong thing as well. We're going to go outside the norm and we're going to make sure it doesn't work. That this kind of behavior is so promiscuous is is not going to work. So what we did was we completely removed the condition from that person. So the second person condition should have been valid because she was only married to Rabbana. They didn't yet consummate it. But because what he did was just so abhorrent, we decided condition won't, won't work. Why not? Rashi says the reason is because we lived before. When you get married, everyone says, Kedas Moshe Yisrael. We gave it over to the hands of the rabbis. And therefore, it's up to the rabbis if they, make, if they allow this condition to take place or not. Tracy says, not sure if that's the reason why here. Maybe the reason here is because the rabbis have a power to overturn things of the Taita in a passive way. Says him, what a further Okay, because makes sense. The rabbis came along and said, look, the money you gave, the silver they gave, whatever it was, is now hefke. So as if he didn't give her anything, or because be my my. What about in the case where he, in, the, in, the store, in the store, let's say he had the girl for the night and they had relations? How can the rabbis undo that? 
Or answer, Shavye Rabban, the philosophy is loose. This is a bigger Kiddush. The rabbi said that that relation turns in from a marriage into, uh, into just um, promiscuity. The halach is like Rabbi Leza, the halach is like Rabbi Leza, which is what? That we encourage the girl to be Mamayan, to walk out, so therefore to let the other woman uh, go ahead and do be a Yibu Mechen Rabbi Leza, halach like Rabbi Leza, halach like Rabbi Leza, even though we learned before, Bakapara said you should avoid, we avoid mean, but we said this before Mitzvah, therefore we encourage it. Mishnah. Okay, and we're going to have numerous cases here in the next parak about if a person was married to a minor, which is only the Rabbanon, or if he's married to someone who is deaf and, and, and mute, and therefore it's uh, also a marriage only with the Rabbanon, versus sometimes in marriage, there's two wives, one of them is a pikachas, full-fledged, uh, you know, full capacity, and one of them is a minor. And what happens with the, the Yavam? Who, which one has to remember if two wives, one of them gets married, the other one is got free. Which one should get married? Which one should get chalitza? We also learned before that you cannot give chalitza to a deaf and mute person because you have to say the psukim. And even though if, if you don't say the psukim, it's not the end of the world, but if you have to be able to say the psukim, and they cannot, even a mute person cannot uh, receive or give chalitza because they cannot say the psukim. So it'll be a number of things and it's going to be a bit convoluted the next few days. Just give me a heads up. Okay. Mishnah. <clears throat> we'll start with case number one. <coughs> if somebody if somebody is married to two, you say Maskanas. If someone's married to two, you say Maskanas. Umes. So Reuben was married to two women, they were both minors, and he died. So they're both the same level. Both wives are both midrabanan. So therefore, be If if the brother Shimon either marries or gives chalitza to one of them, then the co-wife, because they're both in this ampar, is now free. But it releases her; she is free. The chain, likewise, the same case would be The two women that were deaf and, and mute, same thing. We're deaf and dumb, the same, exactly the same thing. Why? Because they're on the same level. They're both with the Rabbanon, so you can give a chalitza or even to either one, the other one gets free. What about if one was a ketana, one was a chareshes? One was a minor, and one was one was a chareshes. And so even though they're both with the Rabbanon, they are not on par, as the Gemara If she's deaf mute, how can she do chalitza? Sorry? We just said we can't. Very good. The Gemara will ask that question. Excellent. The Gemara will ask. Um, so the Gemara says, um, sorry, the Mishnah says, what have you married to Akhtan and Chereshes? Even though they're both with the Rabbana, they're two different Isurim, or different mitzvahs the Rabbana. Then, and the Gemara will explain why, here, each one requires their own release. You cannot use one release for both. Even though they're both with the Rabbana, and they're both, you would think, on par, maybe they're not, as we'll see in the Gemara. Okay, next case. Pikachas, or someone full-fledged, you know, somebody who's uh, an adult and uh, just an ordinary adult, and the Hareshes. So Reuben was married to two women. One was a full-fledged wife, the Pikachas, and one was Midrabanan, the one who was deaf. Bias HaPikachas, so if the brother, and then he dies, if Shimon goes ahead and does something with the Pikachas, which is the main wife, then Patel Hareshes, the co-wife, the Hareshes, which is only Midrabanan, Reuben's wife, surely she is released. They ain't be the Hareshes, but if you go ahead and you decide to marry the Hareshes, so the Rabbanon, you know, you have a mitzvah of Yivibum with her, but it does not, Paiteres as Hapikacha, does not release the wife who was Mahatara married to Ruben. 
She needs her own thing. What happens, Dalek Tana? Ru was married to two women. One was an adult and one was a minor. So same thing. Principle is, Then if you, you do something with Dalek, it releases the Tana, but the ain't Bies Tana, but the Bielik Tana does not release the Dalek because the Tana is only married to Rabbanon, and therefore the Torah doesn't recognize the marriage in the first place. So by Shimon marrying her, it has no bearing on the Yibum of the Gedalek. So the Gemara's first question is what we just asked a minute ago. You say the same thing applied to Chareshes. The Chareshes about Chalitza. How can you give Chalitza to a Chareshes? Since they cannot say the Pesukim, you cannot do Chalitza. But now, didn't we learn previously Chareshes and Nechot? A Chareshes who, uh, who will receive Chalitza or Chareshes Shecholtz or, or the woman was Chareshes that gave the Chalitza. And the Chalitza mean Hakotten. Or, <coughs> or you take Chalitza from a from a <coughs> someone who's a the, the, the guy is is under Bamitza, Chalitza Sapsula. All these cases, the Chalitza is possible. We said possible because it disqualifies the other brothers from deciding to marry them, but there's no Chalitza. I want to get over that. You're right. The first answer is Abia. When we said the same thing applies to people who are deaf and mute, we're talking about Bia of one of them releases the other, not regarding Chalitza. When it came to two Yusayim Mictanas, you have a choice, Bia Chalitza. When it came to Cheresh, only Bia will work, only relation, not, um, not Chalitza. Rubber comes along with a different answer. And this is what we're going to be discussing today's Gemara. Rubber comes along and says there's two kinds of cherishes. In other words, it depends on the level of her marriage. You know, it's like this. If she was a cherish when she got married, which means that home marriage is only Midrabam, and now her husband died, she's still a cherish, then you could give Khalitza to her. Rubber wants to say, you know why? Because since the Rabbanon are the ones who, who got her married in the first place, then the same Rabbanon could come along and say, we're going to release her from any bond to her brother-in-law through Chalitza. But if she got married when she was uh, an ordinary person in control of all faculties, so she was married Mahatayra, then over time she became a Cherish, she lost her ability to hear and speak. Then, <coughs> in that case, you cannot do Chalitza because Mahatayra, she's a married woman, and now, Mahatayda, she has to marry her brother-in-law. And Chalitza won't do because she cannot say the Pesukim. That's the Chiddush that Rav is going to make. So Rav is going to say, in this mission over here, when the mission says, Haresh uh, is the same thing applies. Harsh is even Chalitza will work. Because we're talking about over here, they were married when they were Haresh. And since when they got married, she couldn't speak. Everything was done by, you know, sign language. So sign language will work for Chalitza as well. Then you could make chalitza. Here she was uh, uh, an ordinary adult when she got married. And then she became deaf and mute. And the more explains. She was always a cheresh. Just like she got married. She wasn't married only with Rabbanon. And they use sign language. And we consider that marriage. That's the exact same way she's going to get out of that marriage. In other words, now she's bound to her brother Shimon. Her brother-in-law Shimon. But sign language will do. Because that's how she got married in the first place. If she was a full an adult. Which means that she's married to Reuben. And the only afterwards. Loy. She can't, she is bound now to Shimon and she can't do anything. They can't get released because she can't speak. She can't say those Pesukim. Okay. No, Comes along, Abayi is going to ask a number of questions on Rabbi. This new Chiddush making a distinction that uh, depends if you were always a Chiddush uh, uh, or, or only now. Sorry? Uh, uh, uh. No, I'm trying to understand that. I'm sorry. 
Okay. Harvey, mute your microphone. Harvey, mute your microphone. Eisrei Abaya comes along Abaya and asks the following question. You're telling me that if she was a cheresh from the, from the outset, Bas Khalitsi, she can make Khalitsa. So let me ask you a question. Latanan, we uh, we learned, we're gonna learn later on. Shnei Achim, there were two brothers. There were two brothers. We're gonna learn a number of cases where either one man was married to two women and how it affects the, the brother-in-law, or there were two brothers married, each one was married to a different woman. And in that itself, we're gonna have two possibilities. Either these two women were just strangers to each other, or these two women were actually sisters to each other, which obviously is a problem because you cannot live if you're with your wife's sister. So generally speaking, your wife's sister, she's exempt from yibum and she goes free. But we'll see what happens if one is chayv ma'atur, one is chayv ma'atur, all of these cases. So, come along to the next mission. Two brothers, Reuben and Shimon, one brother, Reuben, was, was a, an ordinary adult, and Shimon was a chedesh. And they were married to they were married to two women, not sisters, not related. Reuben was married, Reuben the Pikach was married Reuben was married Mahatoira to Leah. And Shimon was married to Rachel, non-related Leah Rachel, and married with the Rabbanu, because they were both a Khadesh. Now let's see the possibilities. Let's say Shimon, who was only married to Rabbanu, died. Now um, what does Reuben do with Shimon's wife? Well, he, um, he cannot give her chalitza, remember, because a chalitza cannot have chalitza. So what do you do? Kindness. He can marry her. And then now, that's the only way she can get out. And if he wants to divorce her, divorce her. But that's how you set her free. That's how you set her free. However, uh, what happens? Now, why is it that you can, um, you can uh, what do you call it? divorce her? Because since she got married through sign language, you can also end the marriage through sign language. Okay. What about Mespikeh Babakach? What about Reuben's going to die? Reuben's married Mahatoida to this woman, and she is now Mahatoida. She is now has to marry Shimon, or she has to do something with Shimon, her brother law. And Shimon's married to a woman only Midrabon, and, and he can only marry Midrabon because he is a Chesh. So what happens in this case? What can he do? He can't give Chalitza because he cannot speak. But what could he do? Kindness, he marries her, but he can never divorce her. He can never divorce her because he doesn't have the ability to divorce. She is Mahatoida. She's Mahatoida bound to Shimon. So therefore, he, he marries her. That's all she can do. But not, and he can never divorce her. <clears throat> but why, 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 can't, why can't he divorce because he Because he's a Chedesh. A Chedesh, we learn, a deaf and dumb can't give a divorce. As the mother, my love, what kind of case are we talking about here? Now, you can argue that we're talking about over here, a bayou automatically assumes if you don't make a distinction, we're talking about a normal case. Generally, a cheder, when everything talks about a cheder, you're talking about somebody who's born that way, born deaf and mute. So I'm assuming the same thing here. My lab, a cheder, we're talking about somebody who's deaf and mute, and yet, uktani, and it says, koinis in, you rather said that if somebody was born that way, says they, you could give them chalitza because they can get married. You can end the marriage through sign language. It says here that the only alternative is is to with 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 the is is to marry her. Can't give her chalitza. Tony is in 
The rubber said, that's not a problem. Who told you we're talking about somebody born this way? Loy, this is talking about a case. I'm going to argue that this, this case in the mission is talking about somebody who started out healthy. Therefore, she was married. Um, she was married Mahatoda to Shimon. And uh, she was a Pekachas. And then she became deaf and dumb. And therefore, you cannot give her Chalitza. That's why Reuben has to marry her. Okay, Toshma, Rabbi continues. It says in the in the same Mishnah, what about Shnei Achapikhin, two intelligent brothers, Reuben and Shimon, the Suyin, Shnei Nochias, married two women totally unrelated, Achapikachav Achadeshes, Reuben married a Pikeach, Shimon married a Chadesh, no, Reuben married Mahatoyed, and Shimon only married with Rabban because he married a woman <coughs> that is Chadeshes. May, excuse me. What happens if the Pekeach died? The, uh, the husband of the Chadesh, Shimon, who's married to Chadesh, is only married to Rabbanon, he died. So now Ruvain has the, the onus of this Rabbanon to marry Shimon's wife. What should he do? He cannot give her a Chalitza because she's a Chadesh. So kindness, he marries her. But if he wants to divorce her, he can divorce her. If you want, he can divorce her. What about Mace Piquet Babaka? What about Ruben died, who was married Ma'atoida? And now his wife has to marry Shimon. And Shimon's a healthy person, so he can marry her. Ma'yase Piquet Babaka. What should the Shimon do? He has a choice. Since Shimon is, is, is an ordinary adult, so with Ruben's wife, he can either marry her or give her Chalitza. Now, we're going to make assumption here. Since when you say somebody's a Pekeach, it means from birth. Usually a Pekeach means from birth. And then we're talking about a Pekeach and a Chalitza. Obviously, everything here is from birth. So we see that even though it's from birth, and yet what do we say that Reuben does with Shimon's wife, the Chareshes? He has to marry her. He can't give her Chalitza. So we see that even someone from birth is a Chareshes, you can never give her Chalitza because she can't say the Pesukim. It doesn't matter that she's only married with Rabbanon and therefore they can say how Chalitza is you know, good enough, you can't say anything. Not like Robert. My lab is the Hupakeh Mikara, since he's a Mikah is usually birth. He now Mikhadesh is Mikara from birth of Tani. And it says, Kindness in Chalis Light. That all you can do is marry the Chareshes, but you can't, there's no option of giving her Chalitza, even though her whole marriage is based on sign language. So why can't you end the marriage, which in this case is Chalitza with sign language? It doesn't work that way, not like Robert. So Gemara says again, Robert will say, Who said? Mida Iria. Does it say that you compare the two, the, the Pekech and the Cherish in, in, in this situation? How could easy, easy? Each one's different. The Pekech, obviously from birth, the Cherish is talking about it happened later on in life, after she got married. And that's why you cannot give her a Chalitza. She got married, and therefore you can't give her a Chalitza. So more, okay, Eisleh, I'll bring a third part, and when this third part, Abai is going to try to prove. Since over here, definitely, we're talking about a Cherish from birth, therefore, the, it's all in the same Mishnah, therefore, the first uh, cases. The two cases in the Mishnah probably is the same. And therefore, they're all talking about from birth. And yet, you see, you cannot give chalitza to this cherish, even though she was a cherish from birth and her whole marriage was only through sign language. Nevertheless, you cannot give chalitza. That will be my question to Robert. What's the story here? Eitzel has a question. It says, Shnei there were two brothers. Echad, pikeach, She had Reuben and Shimon. Reuben was an adult and Shimon was a cherish. Now we're introducing a new variable. They married two sisters. Leah and Rachel were sisters. Achas, Pekachas, the Achas Chadeshes, a Reuben was married to a Pekach, they married Mehatera, and Shimon, the Chadesh, married the sister, which is only Rabban. Now, what happened to Meis Chadesh Bar Chadeshes? What happened if Shimon died? So his wife, Midr Rabbanon, the Chadeshes, Midr Rabbanon has to marry Reuben, but the thing is that her sister is Reuben's wife. So she walks out free. She walks out free because her sister is a married woman to Ruben. Okay. But what about the other way around? 
And here's the problem. Because Mace Piquet Babakach, if Reuven died, his wife, Mahatoira, now is bound up to marry Shimon. But Shimon is Midrabbanon married to lay a sister, to Rachel. So what do we do in this instance? What can he do here? He cannot give um, he cannot give chalitza because he can't say the psukim. The only thing he can do is marry Reuben's wife. But he can't marry Reuben's wife because he's married to, to Rachel, Leah's sister. So what he does is, first thing is, he needs to divorce his own wife. He needs to divorce his own wife. So he's no longer married to Leah's sister. And then, the yeah, ages just, we, Achib, we just um, said a minute ago that a cherish can't give a gift. Is it? Sorry, to his own wife, he can give a gift. He's only married Rabbana. If a cherish marries a cherish, they're only married Rabbana. Of course, he can give a gift. A cherish cannot give a gift to someone that is married Mahatoira, for example, to Reuven, and now he marries her. He cannot give her a gift. So, to his own wife, his wife Rachel, he needs to give her a divorce because now his wife is the sister of his zika, his sister-in-law Mahatoira. He has to marry. Because it's his sister-in-law. Her husband died, childless. So therefore, he has no choice but to divorce his wife. He cannot live with the sister of the one that Mahatoyda he must marry. So he must divorce his existing wife. Right? His existing wife. Now, what happens with Reuben's wife? He cannot give her chalitza because he's a chayl. He can't give chalitza. Nor can he marry his uh, Reuben's wife. Why not? Because she's the sister of, of his divorced wife. And you cannot marry your divorced wife's sister. So you cannot marry either Reuben's wife. <coughs> so therefore, okay. <coughs> so he, sorry, he continues. Um, sorry, wrong place. So therefore, H is Achim. The H is Achim Asunulayla. She's stuck. She's in limbo. You know what I mean? He, um, she he can't. Uh, she, she cannot go free because no chalitza. She cannot marry Shimon because her sister was married to Shimon, and therefore cannot marry Shimon either. She's the sister of a divorcee of an ex-wife of Shimon, and therefore cannot marry. So the Gemara says, "Okay." So why is he divorcing his own wife? Because if he can't, if he can't do anything with the sister. Then why why is he divorcing his own wife? Divorcing his own wife is because his now from the terrorist perspective he must marry his sister-in-law, which means that from the terrorist perspective he's living with a woman who is the sister of the one that he has to marry. That not only has to marry he already has a bond to. Remember we have a zika. As soon as Reuben died, automatically there's a, a bond between Shimon and Leah, and he cannot live with a woman who is the sister of that bond. And remember, the Torah doesn't recognize his connection with his wife. Because they're both a cheresh. So it's only Rabbanon. So therefore, from the Torah perspective, he's living with a woman, or he wants to marry or live with a woman that he that is a sister of the, someone that Mahatayr is already connected to. So he must divorce his own wife. But he, he, he cannot marry Reuben's wife, so she is in limbo. She's also la'ilam. Can't do anything about it. Okay, now here it says again. It says here by the by the that what does Reuben do with Shimon's wife? It says over here that he gives that he marries his wife. It doesn't say anything about chalitza, and um, it doesn't marry chalitza at all. And l'chayde we're talking about somebody from birth, and yet it doesn't give the option of giving chalitza to the cherish. It says the Gemara. Um, 
it says, if that's the case, how can he divorce his wife? If they were married, if he, you're telling me that he became um, after they got married. So was married to his wife, then why, how can you tell me that he should divorce his wife? Now that he's a cheresh, since they're married, he cannot, there's not the capacity to give a divorce to a woman that is married. The only reason why we allow a cheresh to divorce his wife is because they're only both married with the Rabbana. But if you can tell me, talking about a pekeh here, and then after they became a cheresh, then he cannot give a get. So must be talking about a case over here that he was a cheresh from the beginning, and so she was, so was she. And therefore, they're only married with Rabbana, and therefore he can give a divorce to his wife. So once we've proven that in this case here, cheresh is from birth. That's the only way he can divorce his wife. Then we look at the first two cases of the same mission, and we're going to assume that they're all the same. We're talking about in all cases of a cheddar for birth, and goes back to our original question, not from here, but our original question. The first two proofs that Abai brought that there we see that he cannot, he doesn't have the option of chalitza, but if it's born from birth, why can't give chalitza there to the chadash? It doesn't prove when it comes to chadash, it makes no difference if it's from birth or it happened later on. Um, now, why can't you say? That uh, that it, that it happened later on at birth, because because uh, me how can he divorce his wife? But now we learn this hasha. If let's say she became let's say after they got married they were you know married and then she became deaf and mute Since when it comes to divorce according to Taylor, before Abayin Geisha came along and said you need her consent. In the olden days he can unilaterally divorce her. So therefore it doesn't matter whether she agrees or she doesn't agree. If we don't need a consent, then it doesn't matter if she's a cherish. You can always divorce her. The status, if however she lost her mind, you cannot divorce her because we're worried about her health and we worry about who's going to take care of her. If you're going to just divorce her, how is she going to take care of herself? People take advantage of her. So that's with Rabbanon. We don't want the divorce to be valid. But if he became a Chedesh, he became a Shaitan, he can never give a divorce because they're married and now he's a Chedesh. <coughs> he's no longer able to give, to give a divorce, because why he's married, but since he does not have the full cognizance, does not have, he's not fully aware of what he's doing, he not, doesn't have the capacity to give a divorce. So it must be that it's come out from birth. So I'm going to assume that everything else come out from birth. Uh, and Abayi concludes his question. Since he definitely was from birth, we'll assume that she's the same boat, because we, we constantly equate the two. Same thing. Since case number three, they're both they're both um, from birth, then the previous cases, when they weren't sisters, are also talking about from birth. And we learned clearly in the first two proofs that I brought, it says, kindness in the only choice you have to do with the Chadash is to marry her and then divorce her. You cannot give a Chalitza. So doesn't that prove that even from birth, even from birth, it does, and she only got married with the Rabbanon, you cannot end it with Chalitza. You have to say the Psukim sign language is not going to do. Not like Rabba's Chiddush. Ishtik. So Rabba was quiet. Others say it's Rabba. Rabba was quiet. He also, the comment of when it came before uh, Rabbi Yisif, uh, when it came before Rabbi Yisif, Rabbi Yisif said to Abaya, the following, he said to him, um, my time at why did you ask these questions? They're all weak questions. The Yochel he could have answered simply. 
<laughs> what Rabbi could have answered you was that no, who told you to make that leap? Because one case is talking about they were deaf and dumb from birth, that all the cases are the same. Who said? For argument's sake, he can say, and he can tell you the last case is talking about with uh, you know from from birth, but the first two cases what happened later on in life. But um, but if they were from birth, since they got married with the rabbanon through sign language, they can have chalitza sign language. Your proof is not a valid proof. But if you really want to ask him a question, this is what you should have asked. You should have asked the following question. It's not often that we have a Rabbi Yosef outgunning Abaya. But he said to Abaya, if you really want to have a question, you should ask him from the following Mishnah. It says in the same Mishnah, the following case, or the next Mishnah, Shnei Ach, two brothers, Charoshi, two brothers that were deaf enough. Nesuyin, they were married, Shnei So two brothers were married to two adult women. Or Charoshes, or doesn't matter, or married to two sisters. But the main thing is the two brothers married to two sisters who were also both deaf and dumb, so they're all, they're all, either way, they're all married with the Rabbanon. Or there were two sisters. Or there were two sisters. One was uh, adult and one was a Cheresh. And But the thing is, there were two brothers and both of them were, both brothers were a Cheresh. Or another case. Two sisters that the, both girls were Cheresh's were married to They were married to two brothers who were uh, adults. Full-fledged adults. Two brothers, but both both sisters were chalashim. All of these are only married with rabbanim. All of these cases, uh, uh, what are called? They're all They're all from chalitza and from yibum. They're all but why? Because they're all on level, all with rabbanim, and which, whichever one dies, it's her sister who's married to her brother-in-law. And what happens when you when somebody's sister is married to her brother-in-law? She's automatically exempt. And because they're all on par, they're all midrabbanon. We don't have the situation we had before where one was Mahatera married and one was only midrabbanon. They're all midrabbanon in all of these scenarios. So therefore, her sister is married. She just walks out. But the imhayinachrius, what happened? They weren't sisters, which means there's a full din of yibum in this case. And one of them, you know, one husband died, let's say Ruben died in all of these cases, then not a problem. Then Yichnusu, Shimon has to marry that Yabama, and then if he doesn't want to, he can he can divorce her. But there's no option of Chalitza. But if he wants to divorce, but there's no option of Chalitza here. Now, let's analyze this for a second. Hey, what are we talking about? So Rabbi will tell you, we're talking about a case, you know why it's not option? Because when they got married, they were all intelligent, so therefore they're married Mahatayda. And now Khalitza wasn't worth it. But they would have been from birth, then only married Rabban Khalitza would. That was, that's what Rabbi would say. Let's analyze it. Hey Khidami, what are we talking about? Like Rabbi Jenny learned that they started out being intelligent and then later on they became deaf and mute. Then how can you give a divorce? It says he give a divorce. There's an option of marrying and giving a divorce. Now remember, to give a divorce, you can only be married with Rabbanan. But if they were Pikeach, when they were married to the first husband, if they were married as a Pikeach, that means they're married Mahatayra. And then you you marry marry her. There's a continuation of the Torah. You can't give her a divorce because you cannot give a divorce to someone that's bound to you from the Torah. You can only give a divorce to someone that's bound for you to Rabbanon, to Rabbanon Alinian. But when it comes to the Torah, you have to be in full control of your faculties. And a cheresh is not. 
So how can it be talking about over here that you can give a divorce? Must be talking about that they're all deaf, they're all chaylas from birth, and therefore they're only married midrabbanon. Nobody's married him out and that's why you can divorce her. And yet it says he cannot give chalitza. Clearly, when it comes to a chaylish, it makes no difference from birth or not from birth. You cannot give a chalitza because they cannot say, they cannot express themselves and say the psukim. But now we learn since the men are born from birth, obviously the women are the same because it doesn't make a distinction. says clearly, they're not related. You should marry them. You only have the option of marrying, and then if you want to give divorce, there's no option of giving chalitza, even though they're only married with rabbanon. They were married through sign language. You cannot get, you cannot end that yibum through sign languages. This completely repudiates what Rabbah has to say. Okay, continue. The Gemara continues. Ketana becharishes. If somebody was married to two women, one is a ketana, so one was a minor, and one was a charishes, even though they're only both married. Can we say a few blood ago that not being able to say the psukim is not meyakiv? All you have to do is perform chalitza and remove the shoe. Excellent question. And the same few blood ago, the Gemara answered that question. Do you remember? The Gemara answers kidder abzera. Rab said, if Misha roll a bila ain't bila makevis, Misha ain't roll a bila bila makevis, which means when you donate 61 measures to the to a carbon mincha and a pot, the maximum size of a pot is 60 Israeli. So we say you have to bring in two separate pots. Even why? Because you have to be you have to be able to mix it. Now, even though if you bring a carbon and you don't mix the flour off and you don't mix it, it's still valid. So who cares? Put the 61 in one pot. Says Rab Zayda. As long as it has a potential to be mixed, that's good enough. Okay, so therefore, my psuk is the same thing. You have to be able to say it. Otherwise, no. And if they're diffmute, they can't say it. Exactly. Therefore, because they can't say it, that's why it's disqualified. That's why you cannot use chalitz is not an option. Because they can't. Okay, uh, now that you're being able said, to say it, that is Ma'akev. If you're able, then it's not Ma'akev. If you're because unable, that, what is Ma'akev is if you're not able to say it, whether you said it or not, doesn't make a difference. Exactly, exactly. That's why we said, even an Elan, even an intelligent person who just lost the ability to speak, cannot do Chalitzayla. Says the Gemara. When the mission said, a Ketana and a Chadashis, if you have a Ketana and a Chadashis, <coughs> If you if you give chalitza to one, it does not release the other one. Even though they're both medrabana, it doesn't release. The wants to know why not. If you had two ketanas, you, you give a chalitza to one, releases the other one. Or you marry one, releases the other one. Why not a ketana and a chadash? It says the Gemara. Or I'm not going to say, I once found that I've added about Ava or Rav Chana. I once found I've added about Ava and Rav Chana, Chasna, his son of Chana. They were sitting there, the Yasu were sitting, they were sitting there out there in public, and a bunch of students gathered around them, and they were you know, having discussions and all listening in <clears throat> to their conversation, including myself. Bishuka de Pumpadisa in the marketplace, Pumpadisa, as you do in a marketplace, the army, this is what they said. How do you understand our mission? Why is it if you gave a chalitza to the Tana, it's not a fact or, um, or beer, it doesn't release the other one, the, um, the Chedesh? How did not? Tana Chedesh is Why doesn't it release the other one? Hani Mili, and this is talking about a case, the Nafla Lema Achi, we're talking about a case that Reuben was married to two, to a Tana and to a Chedesh. And Shimon, and then Reuben dies, and now Shimon has to uh, do something. He has to do something with both of them. He cannot do it with one. Why not? Because 
the Hanimila did not flee, but fell from his brother, Pikeach, who was a Pikeach. And therefore, since his brother was a Pikeach, we don't know which one he favored more. Now, this is a very interesting thing. Very interesting thing. If you have two wives, and they're not your wives, Mahatayda, only Medirabanan, there are there is like a, a degrees, like a strata. Which one do you favor more? And that's one is sort of is, is sort of becomes your primary wife, and the other one becomes your secondary. If you're married, Mahatayda, not just think of the primary and the secondary. But if you're married, Midrabanan, is the primary and the secondary. Which as follows. We don't know which is the primary, which is the secondary. Ibik Tana Nikhle, would he rather is the primary the Tana minor? Or or is the what's the two sides of the coin? Because right now she's a minor, but eventually soon she'll become an adult, to be a full-fledged, responsible, mature adult, and he has something to look forward to the rest of his life. On the other hand, maybe the The question is, is a general machlekes in 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 the in, in, in as a principle. What's what I guess uh, what's more important, what's more significant, what supersedes what? Today, today is something small, or tomorrow is something big. Which one is uh, which one supersedes the other one? You know, that's a general question. The many machleks in the Rav around this principle, and it's exactly what we have here. You have something uh, small right now. She's a cheresh. She cannot do more than she can do. But however, she's an adult right now, and you, you enjoy the experience with an adult a lot more than you enjoy with a minor. The other one is a minor right now, but in the future she will become an adult, but should be also full, full capacity of all of her faculties. So what supersedes what? Which one will become his prime? Which is his primary wife currently, and which is a secondary wife? Does it look at the future, in, in a big way, or does it look at now? I don't care about the future right now. This is the better thing, even though it's small. So, so therefore, because we don't know which one it is, therefore, since we don't know which is the primary wife, you have to release each one separately. The, 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 both women, and the Chleshes. But let's say, let's say your brother. This is what the, the, the son-in-law, or this is what Nachman, uh, Adam and Abba was saying to his son-in-law. However, let's say if, if by the way around, if Shimon was married to these two women, and he himself was a Chedesh as well, and he was married to these two women, then naturally we think that the Chedesh will gravitate to the Chedeshes, and in his life, he understands the Chedeshes a lot better, and, uh, and therefore, he will treat her as his primary wife. Um, Surely that's his primary wife, the Basbihi. Why is she the primary wife? Because she's an adult. And also they understand each other. They're the same ilk. I mean, that's what they said. I mean, I said to them, Nachman saying, I said to them, I don't know if you're right. Even the brother of the Chedesh, can go through, you know, the same debate within himself, you know, because he'll, you know, the minor one day will grow up, or what is today? So that's where we're up to. Says the Gemara. Kate Takanosim. Okay, the Gemara now starts a very complicated thing, and it goes on to the Mishnah. So I don't know if I should start it really, because if we start it, then he'll take over. It's going to be a bit complicated. We're right in the middle. So um, the bottom line, the Gemara is going to try to work out. So what do you do? Because you have you have you have two women now to take care of. You have a chedesh and you have a ketana. What do you do? And remember, a chedesh you cannot give a chalitza to. So what do you do here? To, you have to do something to both of them, and you cannot marry both of them because you cannot marry two women from one household. We had before. So what do you do? And so um, as we'll see, it's not so simple. What do you do? So uh, I think we'll leave it here. And because it starts.